Fireflies Unite with Kia, your weekly podcast from the perspective of individuals thriving with a mental illness. We are normalizing the conversation about mental health within communities of color to foster mental wellness and empowerment. Happy Monday, Fireflies. I am so excited just because this is the week that I have been preparing for for a little over two months. I have my This Is My Brave show and This Is My Brave is a wonderful organization. They allow people who have mental illness to share their experiences live on stage in the theater. They also have opportunities for people to share their stories via their blog and they also have a YouTube channel and even people who are interested in getting involved more they are allowed to produce shows and so I'm super super excited because I have so many people coming down I have family from New Jersey that are coming because that's where I'm from shout out to Jersey and I have people who are down in the DMV who are coming I have people who I've interviewed on the podcast that are coming I have people who I've met online on social media that are coming. So again, y'all, I just want to thank y'all so much. Y'all just don't know how refreshing, how um, how much it feels to have people rally behind you. You know, you expect your family and your friends and those close to you to support you. But when you meet people on social media and they rally behind you, it's a different type of support that I just it feels so warm and I'm just so appreciative and hopeful so thank you so much y'all helped me exceed my goal my goal was to raise $500 for the show right now I'm at $640 let us see how much I can make before the show maybe I can get to $650 or maybe even $700 so if anyone who have who hasn't had the chance to donate please feel free to do so $5 $1 $10 Whatever you can do um, to help me, I truly, truly appreciate it. So I have the amazing honor to speak with uh, two amazing women. The first one is Jennifer Marshall. So Jennifer, she also goes by Jen. She is the co-founder and the executive director of This Is My Brave. And again, This Is My Brave is a wonderful platform for individuals to share their story overcoming mental illness through creative expression. Jennifer, she started the organization after experiencing a positive outpouring of support following the publication of her story on AOL's.com homepage in the spring of 2013. And she just wanted to provide that same opportunity for others living with a mental illness. So Jennifer, she had this vision to create a theater show concept uh, together with her co-founder, Anne Marie Ames. And they launched a Kickstarter and the project was successfully funded within 31 days to create the inaugural show. And This Is My Brave has become a nonprofit in 2014. So Jennifer is, she is so amazing. Like she, it was just so great to have the opportunity to be a part of This Is My Brave and to meet her because I saw a lot of myself in her and her story just gave me a lot of hope. She also has a personal blog called BipolarMomLife.com. And she's been named the Healthline Bipolar blog 
of the year. And she's also been on the front page of the Washington Post. She's been in the O Magazine and the BP Hope Magazine and an array of publications. She even gave a TED Talk in October of 2016 entitled Mental Illness, Being Brave Saves Lives. And she speaks regularly at mental health conferences. And she is a loving mother and wife. And she resides in Ashburn, Virginia. And so Jen is just... Again, y'all, I just I wish everyone had the opportunity to meet her because she is nothing short of amazing. And the wonderful young lady that I also have the pleasure of speaking with on the podcast is Kate Mallow. And Kate is the program manager at This Is My Brave. And she's also the producer of the show that I'm participating in this Sunday, March 18th. And Kate has been very supportive. She has been sharing everything about Fireflies Unite on social media. She has given me the opportunity to share my story on This Is My Brave, not just the show, but also their blog. And she's just been extremely supportive. Kate is just amazing. And I'm so appreciative of Kate because she has really taken the initiative to be a voice and not only share her story because she struggles with uh, mental illness as well, but she's also advocating and she also works in the mental health field. Welcome to the Fireflies Unite podcast, where our mission is to bring light into darkness, just like the fireflies, by sharing the stories of those thriving with the mental illness uh, within communities of color. So I want to just welcome you ladies and thank you so much for joining me. How are you today? Good. Hi, Thank, yeah, so thank you so yeah, much for having us. Of course, of course. So we're going to jump right into it. So one of the most hurtful things that was said to me was stated by a cousin of mine. And he said to me, he said, only white people die by suicide. And it was only a few days after I was released from the hospital after my attempt. And that it made me do some research um, shortly after. And that's when I realized that there's an overall stigma about mental health, whether you're white, black, green, or purple. But for some people in the African-American community, they choose to only see it as a white people thing due to the lack of education. And I knew that could not be true because I'm like, I, you know, when I went to the inpatient and the partial hospitalization program, I saw people who looked like me and I also saw people who didn't look like me. Um, and that yep. was one of the reasons why I wanted to start the Fireflies Unite brand so that we could really have these tough conversations. And so according to the National Alliance on Mental Illness, they say that one in five people will experience a mental illness within a year in the United States. And for those who, okay, let me just give you a picture, one in five people, that's 43 point million people in the United States who struggle with the mental illness. And so what I love most about This Is My Brave is the live performances, of course, which I'm participating in, but the shows are so diverse. And you see people who have mental illness of different ethnicities and different races. And so I think that's one of the biggest things that I love about the organization, that it gives you a rainbow of what mental illness can look like and that there's no one look for mental illness. So, Jen, I just want to thank you for birthing this amazing organization. And I just really feel a part of it. This is my brave family. 
Oh, we're so happy to have you, Sia. It's so important that we get these stories out. And you're right. It's, you know, it affects everyone. It's that mental illness does not discriminate. And so it's important to bring these stories to light. And that's why we do what we do. And and we're only as strong as we are because today because of, you know, people like you who keep coming forward to tell their stories. So we're really excited for your upcoming show on March 18th. Yes, I'm super excited. So I, at the end of your promo video, when you said we will not have to call it being brave, but we'll just simply call it talking. And I just love that. Can you mm-hmm. share your mental health journey? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, and I'll try and summarize it as succinctly as I can, because it's, you know, it's pretty long. I mean, I, I my illness first came out when I was 26 years old. And I had no prior history of any kind of mental health issues. So, um, and mine came out as a manic episode. I had trouble sleeping for a week. uh, And then all of a sudden I had these racing thoughts and couldn't make sense of things. And my sentences were all jumbled and, you know, I ended up in the hospital. And uh, when I came out of it, the doctor, you know, took my history and I had said, I don't like how this medicine makes me feel and he said you know what it was because of the lack of sleep get back on a regular schedule you'll be fine but I did that and then it happened again two weeks later so after that second time in the hospital for a second manic episode uh, we realized that it was a serious condition and we needed to figure out what exactly it was and I saw you know numerous doctors to try to get second opinion third opinion and one of the first doctors we saw knew what it was and it ended up he was right I had type 1 bipolar and so from there I had to start on a treatment plan and really figure out what worked for me and it took a long time and you know it took a lot of struggle I had to quit a job that I had been very successful at so I felt as though I lost my identity and I felt like I was worthless I felt very broken and I just I wanted to just be normal but yet I had this label of mental illness And so I isolated because I didn't want to talk to people about it. I didn't want to be seen as um, someone who was crazy, quote unquote. And none of my friends had ever gone through issues like this, you know, this losing touch with reality, which is what happens when you go through mania and um, psychosis, which I had gone through. So I spent a year really seeing doctors and therapists and getting to the right medicine. And I finally found it. And then I got well. And then my husband and I wanted to have kids and I didn't want to take the medicine during my pregnancy. And I ended up having postpartum psychosis after my first child, another manic episode, was in the hospital for a week, came out, got back on that treatment plan that worked for me and was able to get well and back to stable. But then we wanted to have one more child. And about a year after that, um, I got pregnant again. And right after I got pregnant, I had tapered down off my medicine again and had another episode of mania and had to be hospitalized and had to take antipsychotic medication during her pregnancy. And she was born healthy, but it just, you know, these are things women go through. And I had, after going through all of that, I started writing and trying to find, because I tried to go online and find other people who had gone through the same thing to give me hope that, I could have a good life and a stable life and could manage this illness. And I found a lot of people sharing their stories and some were writing anonymously, some were writing openly. And I just 
felt inspired and I started writing my own story. After I got, there was a year and a half of writing, blogging pretty consistently, and then an editor from the parenting website, What to Expect When You're Expecting, contacted me and asked me to write for them on a regular basis. That was a paid writing job. And I said, yes. And she said, can you write about being a mom living with this kind of condition? And so I did. And and when I got that offer to write, you know, for a major publication, I decided that I was done hiding under an anonymous blog name, that I wanted to just do something to end the stigma. And, and by sharing my own story, maybe I could, maybe I could just help one person know that they're not alone and that they could get through it. And so I opened up and I got this outpouring of support. And all these people just said, wow, this is so you know brave of you. And thank you for sharing your story. And and then they would tell me their story. And so I thought there was something to that. And then about five months later or so, had the idea to create this theater show where people would come forward and we could celebrate, you know, living in recovery. And, you know, yes, we go through these struggles and yes, they're lifelong conditions, but, you know, we can still celebrate the success of, you know, finding recovery and finding a community. And that's what really this is my brave has become. So we launched it and it and it started to take off and it just has grown and grown. Yes, I just I love your story. And partly because it it makes me think of myself because like so I was in hiding. I used to write under a uh, alias name because I was like, what if I go and try to get a job? And yeah. if I try to get a job, they're going to label me and they're not going to think I'm reliable. And so I just kept under this name joy green um and so people mm-hmm. wouldn't really know who she was and i was blogging under the name and then eventually i was like i got to a point where i was like you know what i don't want to hide anymore you know i need to let people within my community know that it's not a white people thing like and encourage people who are struggling uh to to come out and say this is my story you know I, this is what happened to me and through that process of quote unquote coming out, you know, it led to me writing more, you know, writing for the mighty and these other opportunities. And then I, I birthed the brand, you know, the fireflies brand, it's given me a sense of peace uh, because I went to school to study video, television, and film production for undergrad. And my master's degree is in public relations and corporate communications. And I realized how Everything that I'm doing with this brand is essentially everything I went to school for. You know, when you could think about Mm -hmm. the podcast, I'm using all of my production skills. When I have to market and do PR, I'm using my graduate uh, degree. And I had to get to a point where I had to stop working because my um, doctor put me out on medical leave because my uh, condition, it got so debilitating. And I was also in a high stress environment that was also very triggering for me. And so when I couldn't do that anymore, it started making me feel like, will I ever be able to live a normal life, whatever? And I always say normal in quotes because I say normal is very subjective. Um, And so it it made me feel like, well, can I actually, you know, maybe I'm going to have to find a job where I'm able to work from home or maybe I have to work. 
uh, part-time because I always had this dream of wanting to be an entrepreneur ever since I was a little girl. And so when my doctor put me out for, you know, to really focus on my mental health, my friend said, well, Kia, why don't you just use this as opportunity to do everything that you wanted to do on your own, use this. And I've realized that work doing the mental health advocacy work through the podcast and speaking and writing, it has been so vital to my mental health recovery. And I would have never thought that just coming out and doing this, that is so liberating. And so just hearing your story, I was just able to relate to it. Mm, I love that. Yeah. It, it, I'm just, I always tell people that, you know, living in your truth and doing it unapologetically is so liberating because you never know who you're helping, but in the process, you're also, it's also healing you to just simply come out because now you feel like I no have to, I no longer have to hide. Exactly. I mean, and we hear that a lot when uh, our very first show, this woman came up to me afterwards in the lobby and she said, I found, she drove first of all, all the way from Philly to Virginia to see our show was a long drive and she said I found your blog you know a, a couple of years ago when I was in my darkest moment and your writing saved my life and when she said that to me I just we hugged and I couldn't believe that my story could you know mean that much to someone but that was you know the reason we were doing this you know because you put your story out there you don't know how many people you reach I mean it's impossible to keep track because it's you know things are online and everything but just putting it out there really makes a difference. And Kate, can you share your mental health journey? Yeah, I'll try to I'll try to also keep it brief if I can. Um I mean mental mental illness has been in my life for as long as I can remember. I mean I didn't realize it at the time because my family was one of those where we didn't talk about mental health. I mean one of my I was probably four years old when I first realized and I have this vivid memory, I probably realized that something something weird was happening. I, I was trying to I had I had a Barbie doll, of course. Um, but I was trying to, I had this dress on her and I could not, she had this crisscross halter strap dress. And I remember spending hours, hours and hours trying to get this dress to, to fit on her. And it was kind of the, my first onset of, of OCD. And I remember just freaking out. And my grandma was watching me at the time and she's like, what is wrong with this child? And, and episodes kind of like that little incidents were through my childhood and it didn't really kind of manifest into a a scary place until I was in high school. I had some very severe depressive episodes, self-harm, uh, thoughts of suicide. And at that point, I kind of had to go get help. And even my, my parents, who had never spoken about mental illness, were like, this girl needs help. And that just, it, it all kind of clicked that this is what I was, I'm supposed to do. So I, I graduated with a degree in psychology. I worked for a suicide prevention hotline and managed the NAMI helpline for, for over four years before connecting with Jen. And just last year, my father died by suicide. He had, like I said, my family did not talk about mental health, but he, it was very apparent looking back that he was living with PTSD. He was a veteran. Um, and there, there were incidents throughout my childhood where, where he would have kind of episodes. Um, but even I working in the mental health field and being a crisis counselor, I did not see that one coming. So it, it, the mental health kind of journey has, has taken me here and I met Jen and it just kind of felt like a good fit because talking about this and being open about our mental health conditions and our experiences is what's going to make a difference. And I mean, for 
it's brave. Um, it really is. And what you, Kia, are doing and what our cast is doing, it's a really powerful thing to see how many lives we can change. And even if we just change one person's mind in that theater on March 18th, that's going to be a success for me. And, you know, when you were speaking, it just made me think about how here's someone who personally struggled with OCD and depression and suicidal thoughts. And then you also went to school for psychology. And by going to school, then you eventually started working in the mental health field. And then unfortunately, you, um, losing your dad, it's kind of like mental health has just really been immersed in every part of who you are. And I and with you struggling with OCD, I actually wanted for you to talk about, to dive in a bit more about that, because a lot of times people will say things like, you know, I'm OCD about keeping my house I'm clean. I'm so OCD I'm, about keeping my house clean. I'm I'm so OCD because I have to, you know, make sure my hair curler is off. And yeah, I, I hear that a lot. And it's like, well, well, yes, I mean, you're being careful, but do you walk to your door and walk back into your bedroom to check that your hair curler is off three or four times before you leave the house? You know, have you gotten to your car and had to turn around, even though you know that it, that your hair curler is unplugged, you have to go check or else you're going to be thinking about it the rest of the day. And my mom and I both have this, this thing with, with the number three. Well, for me, it's 13, but for her, it's three. And every time you set, you know, the microwave or you set the oven, it has to end in the number three. That's just something that both, both my mom and I, both my mom and I share. And people, people use OCD as a very, they use it as an adjective and they use it as a, a stigmatizing thing for, oh, I'm clean or I'm organized. And that's, that's not, it's a lot more than that. And yes, you might be very clean and you might be very conscious about, you know, safety or germs, but does it, does it ruin your whole day if you don't do, you know, that certain ritual, or if you don't go back and, and check, you know, three or four times. Um, And I think that's the line. It, It affects your daily life. And a lot of people don't take that. I don't want to say they don't take it seriously, but they don't understand. Like it's just saying something that, not like I'm OCD about X or Y, whatever it is. If we just simply say like, I'm really particular, I'm really clean, I'm really organized, just change the word choice that we use. Because by doing that, I think when we use it that way, it degrades or diminishes. Yeah, it does. And and you paint this picture kind of in your mind. I mean, I'm not a super clean person, um, but I, I also live with, with bipolar too. So I go into kind of hypomanic episodes. And when I do that, a lot of times that triggers the OCD. And that is when I will have sort of cleaning sprees um, and kind of spiral up and I'll have been cleaning for, for two or three hours. And that's when I can kind of see that connection. But I mean, if you look at my, I'm not a super clean person most of the time. And, and a lot of people have that vision in their head that that's what OCD means. Um, and that's not necessarily true. And it's more than just the rituals. And it, it's a lot of, it's a lot of the thinking and the thoughts too. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That was something that I shared on um, a previous episode of the podcast during the wellness segment. And I asked everyone to be really mindful about using stigmatizing words because you don't know how it can affect someone who actually battles with that. And just really wanting to dive into more about this is my brave. And one of the things that I wanted to ask you both is if someone wants to get involved in this is my brave or learn about future shows, what's the best way to get involved? Sure. This is Jen. Um, There's so many ways folks can get involved. Um, You know, a lot of times people want opportunities to share their stories. Obviously that's 
we're a platform, so that's our number one goal is to get the stories out there. So you can apply to be in the show and share your story, and we have auditions that go on throughout the year, depending on where uh, we are in the in, in the schedule. So you know, a show takes around five months to put together. So and we have them ongoing. So you can check our event schedule. Um, we do a lot of shows around the spring time frame, April and May. Uh, because you have Mental Health Awareness Month in May. We do a lot in the fall as well. But this year we've kind of, we have a goal to do 20 shows, so it's a very ambitious goal, and we're kind of spreading them out throughout the year a little more. So check our events page, which is thisismybrave.org slash events. And then Kate can talk about our guest blogging opportunities too. Yeah, this is Kate. So also on our website, um, you can go on there, and there's a tab that says Get Involved. So we are also, and, and Kia, this is how, we uh, first met is the blog submission. So you can submit a guest blog, you know, with your personal story and have it featured, have a chance to have it featured on our website and push through social media. Um, so that's a really, that's a great other way to kind of dip your toe into it with sharing your story before. And I, I think that's a, I think that's kind of a good way to start out to share your story that way. And then, um, you know, build up your involvement with us to, to check that events page. And if you see auditions are in your area, um, to give it a shot. And I, I think, Kia, you and I first talked back in probably November because you submitted a blog to us. The other way, too, is, um, you know, applying even to produce a show. So um, our shows are put on by individuals who have a passion to bring this mental health awareness to their community. And so um, you don't necessarily have to have a theater background, but if you have a passion for bringing people together uh, and getting the community involved and together. Uh, we have an application on our website under the show info uh, menu item at the top uh, of the main page where, you know, you do have to have a little bit of event planning experience. So, um, you know, pulling together the step-by-step -step pieces of, of the event. Um, but we guide you through the whole process. So we are looking for new producers on an ongoing basis. So that's something folks could take a look at as well. Yes, thank you for sharing that. And I wanted to ask you, you both can answer this question. What do you hope to see in the future um, as it pertains to This Is My Brave and uh, mental health? Kate, do you want to take it? Yeah. So this is Kate. And I mean, I, I've only been with Jen since about October, but already I'm, I'm seeing This Is My Brave even expanding now. And I would love to see it in more communities across the, across the country and hopefully across the world. We do have a couple of shows going on in Australia. So seeing that, seeing that it's across the world, but we're all on a similar mission. And we all connect about how we want to help decrease the stigma associated with mental illness. So just to see it in more communities, to see more people that are stepping up and really going back to Jen's point, we're not going to have to call it brave someday. We'll just call it talking. And I think that's, that's a goal and that's a vision that is becoming more and more achievable with, with every day, with every show, with every person that steps up to tell their story. Yes. Exactly. And this is Jen again. It's, it, Kate nailed it. I mean, we, we're, we're a small operation. We have three full-time staff members and a ton of volunteers. Um, but we do hope that, you know, we can get to more and more communities and, and that's what happens every time we do a show is we'll have the show. It'll be a very successful event. People will just come together and they, they're so grateful to start hearing these stories and start these conversations. And then a lot of times someone who was at that show will come up and say, hey, I want to 
you know, bring it to my city if they're in a neighboring city. Um, or even we've had people who have been storytellers in the show who are now producing. Bill Holmes, who was in our DC show about a year and a half ago, is now producing a show for Philadelphia in June. And, you know, so we have that happen as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's a neat event for the community and it's, it's a positive and uplifting event. And we hope more and more communities take it on. Yes. And Kate, can you share for anyone who wants to get involved in just the conversation on social media, can you share the social media handles for This Is My Brave? Yep. So it's, we're pretty easy to find. It's just at This Is My Brave. On, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, our YouTube channel. Of course, we have most of our past shows on there, the cast pieces. So that's another really great way to just kind of get to know more about us. And, and I think Jen says this all the time, but before you get involved with us, go check out our YouTube. Go check out some of these videos. It's really inspiring, and it gets you to kind of know the background about who we are and what we do. Um, but we're, we're, pretty, we're pretty easy to find. So definitely just add us at This Is My Brave. You can use the hashtag Storytelling Saves Lives. Um, yeah, we're, we're accessible, and I think, Kia, you can attest to that too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. And I just want to thank you both for just taking time out of your day to join me on the Fireflies Unite podcast. And I want to encourage all of the listeners to please come out if you're in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, to please come out and to support that This Is My Brave show, which is this Sunday, March 18th at the Gunson Theater in Arlington, Virginia, and it's at 7 p.m. So many of you already have donated and I'm really really appreciative to just help me exceed my goal but you can always still continue to donate uh, uh, if you haven't and I just want to thank everyone for their support all right you guys so for this week's therapist shout out it is Cassandra D. Harris Gray and she's a marriage and family therapist and she is based in the Louisville Kentucky area and the web her website is www.creativespiritsonline.com she offers an array of services, so outpatient services, alcohol and substance use, child and fa family services, prevention services, as well as business and industry services, case management and coordination, court services, and community services. So if you are looking for a therapist, feel free to check out Cassandra and just let her know that Kia from the Fireflies Unite podcast sent you over. And as usual, you know, I'll be sure to leave her information in the show notes so you can refer back to it. So for this week's mind, body and soulness segment, I just this week, I feel led to encourage anyone listening to the podcast to live in your truth. And I'm always saying that all the time. And what do I mean by that? I mean, I want you to live in your truth unapologetically. Don't seek validation from anyone. No one can tell you how to feel about what happened in your life. No one can tell you how to respond. No one can tell you just simply it's hard to because, OK, so for me, it was really hard to get to a point of owning my experience and saying, okay, this happened to me, but I'm not going to allow it to define who I am. Yes, I have this diagnosis and it's a part of me, but it's not who I am. And it's going to, it takes work to get there. 
And someone reached out to me and they said, you know, I'm so proud of you as someone I've never met. They just sent me a message on Facebook and they said, I'm so proud of you. You know, you're inspiring me to just, you know, to own my story. And, you know, how how did you do that? And I told them it took a lot of work. Oh, my gosh, it took so much work. And I'm still working on myself. I again, I'd say all the time on the podcast, I've been in therapy for two and a half years. When I first started writing, I used an alias name, as many people know. So I wasn't comfortable with my diagnosis. I wasn't comfortable with my with the things that I've gone through. I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. Um, I felt hopeless. You know, I didn't want to be alive. And so how I can get from there to here is simply I decided, you know what? I made a commitment to myself to get better because a lot of times we don't even realize we have certain issues um, or mental illness because we are acting, We it, it shows up in our behavior. It shows up in the way that we think. But when it's so normal to you, you don't even realize that it's an issue or you don't realize that you have a mental illness because it's a part of your everyday life and you've never gotten, you've never uh, sought mental health treatment. So you wouldn't know. And so for me, like with anxiety, I didn't know. I say all the time, like I didn't even know that I had an anxiety disorder. I just thought most people felt on edge. I thought most people was like always on a thousand. Cause when I tell you I was always on a thousand, like for anybody who's watched um, Looney Tunes, do y'all remember the, um, the, I can't think of the cartoon that was on the Looney Tunes, but he used to always go like a thousand miles per minute. Or better yet, let's think of the Tasmanian devil. Like that's literally what was going on in my brain all the time. Like I could never, I can't even explain it, but it was literally going all the time. And so I thought that was normal, but I didn't realize to therapy that actually it's not okay to be able to have your mind on a thousand 24 seven to the point where it's disrupting your day and you can't focus and you can't concentrate and you can't sleep and it's getting to the point where you're it's debilitating and so I just want to encourage people to live in their truth just because it's so liberating y'all it's so freeing when you own your truth when you own your experience you get the power and your mental illness does not take that power from you because by not talking about it and being ashamed and you know, fa- you know, falling to being a victim, you literally suck every ounce of life and power that you have out of you and your mental illness or your mental health challenges are controlling you. And if you guys don't get anything else from this podcast, I, besides, of course, going to therapy because I'm always pushing therapy and that has been vital in my mental health recovery. But what also has been extremely helpful is sharing my story. And I didn't know that by opening my mouth and sharing my story with other people, how, yes, it's blessing people, but just by talking about it, it's helping me. Like, it's helping me so much. The opportunities that I'm getting, the impact that I'm making, I would have never thought in a million years that this would have been how life would have turned out for me, but I wouldn't change it for the world. I would not change it for the world because it it has gotten me to the place that I'm in today. It has made me a person where now I'm in a place in my life where I can look in the mirror, y'all. I can look in the mirror and say, I love Takia. And I couldn't do that for a long time because I struggled with um, my, you know, images, you know, with body image issues. And um, that's something that, you know, I still continue to work on 
And that's something that I've struggled with for a very long time. And we'll actually have an episode talking about um, body image and how, you know, it's impact on your mental health. And so, yes, I've gained a ton of weight when I was in a very depressive episode to the point where I would take showers in the dark, y'all. Like I would literally take showers in the dark because I didn't want to walk, walk past the mirror to see my body. But now it's like, no, it's just not about looking at myself in the mirror physically and loving what I see, whether my weight is up or whether my weight is down. And I'm still continuing to work on that. And like I said, we will have an episode on that. But I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm looking deep beneath myself. Despite the physical appearance, I'm looking at myself and saying, you know what? Yes, I tr- I, I attempted suicide and I made it and I still love you. Yes, your dad was not involved in your life and he spent most of your life and his life in jail and in and all and you know and on drugs. Yes, I watched my mom be hurt, you know. Yes, I've, you know, experienced the peers in my community growing up, you know, being shot and killed and yes, I've experienced all of that. I still love myself. Yes, I struggle with suicidal thoughts, but I still love myself. Yes, I struggle with depression, but I still love myself. Yes, I struggle with generalized anxiety disorder, but I love myself. And so many people can't look at themselves in the mirror because it's too painful. It's it's too painful. You don't want to you don't want to address those issues. You know, you don't want to address the the voice that you're trying to fill in your life. Yes, you know, I fell in love with the wrong guy and he broke my heart, but I still love myself, you know, and it took a lot to get to that point, y'all. It, But when you get there, nothing, it's like you're unstoppable. Nothing in the world will, will be able to stop you from achieving your dreams. Nothing will be able to dim your light because you are owning who you are and you're proud of the work that you put into becoming yourself. Like it is hard work working on yourself. Like, because a lot of us are complacent. We're stuck in our ways. And so, again, for this mind, body, and wellness segment, I just, I pray that you all just take the time to work on yourself to, you'll be able to own your truth. You'll be able to tell your story. And you won't be able just to impact someone else, but you're also going to bless yourself in the process. And so, you'll be able to bless yourself. And so, I really hope that you guys got something from that just by me simply sharing and it's hard y'all to do that because not only am I still in my recovery and still doing this podcast but I'm putting my business out here for the world and when you do that you put yourself up for public ridicule but that is quite a right because you know not everyone is going to love what you're doing but that's okay and I'm okay with that because I know that I'm making an impact and I just want you all guys to know that I love you all I appreciate you for listening and and just know that I'm, I'm really really thankful so all right you guys so I have an assignment for you all Get your journal or a notebook or a piece of paper and simply write the things that you've suppressed. Write them down. Whatever happened, whoever you didn't forgive, things that you're not proud of, things that you're ashamed of or that you're embarrassed of, and say, yes, this happened to me, but I still love myself. So just like I said, Yes, I struggle with body image issues, but I still love myself. And write all of those out. And after you write it out, I want you to look in the mirror and say it. Look in the mirror 
and actually say it till you believe it. And that will be a very healing process if you take the time to actually put the work in and to write those things down that you try not to talk about to anyone. And it's just for yourself. You don't have to share with anybody. But if you want to write in and send me an email, feel free to do that. And so, again, the assignment is just to simply write, yes, this happened to me. Yes, I made, I'm struggling with this, but I still love myself. And I really want you to start getting to a place where you're owning who you are and you're loving yourself in spite of any trauma, in spite of any body image issues, in spite of the person who broke your heart. And despite of your parents, your mom or your dad, maybe not taking care of you or them hurting you. But I really want you to start just working through those things. And even if that's something that maybe you even do and you take it to your therapy session and discuss it with your therapist, that's also something that you can do as well. So there are two podcasts that I listen to. Well, I've listened to many podcasts, but the two in particular that I'm talking about right now. Uh, is the friend zone and the redefining wealth podcast so the friend zone has three hosts one of the hosts is she goes by her name is fran of heyfranhey.com and she always says that things don't happen to you but they happen for you and patrice washington of redefining wealth podcast says the exact same thing Things don't happen to you, but they happen for you. So what do they mean by that? They mean that things happen not to you, but for you. Because if it's happening for you, it's for you to learn from it, to collect the data, to analyze it, to grow, to become a better person, to be the person that God has called you to be. And that's what it's for. Because if we start saying things happen to us, then we fall to being a victim. And so I really want you guys to think and meditate on that, that this experience didn't happen to me, but it happened for me. All right, you guys. So that wraps up another episode of the Fireflies Unite podcast. As per usual, send your therapist shout outs and your journal entries to podcasts at fireflyesunite.com again that's podcast at fireflyesunite.com and if there's anything any topics you guys want me to talk about just go ahead and send them over to me um, via email or slide in my dm however y'all want to do it um and we could we can do that and then also you guys i wanted to share with you that there is um we're doing a a little fireflies unite book club so if you're not in our facebook group you probably would not have seen this but we are going to read a book next month and then we will discuss it on the podcast i will select a few people to actually join me on the podcast to discuss the book and so if you're interested in joining the book club please be sure to join our closed Facebook group. And the Facebook group is Fireflies Unite Healthy Minds. And you can vote. There's four different books that we're going to choose from. I can't think off the books off the top of my head. But um, yeah, just feel free to join the group and you can make your vote. And then within the next 
week and a half we will have selected the book and then I will encourage everyone to make sure they purchase it and I'll post the schedule up of what chapters we're going to read and then where we'll finish it up by the end of April and then in May we will discuss it on the podcast so feel free to join our first book club I'm just wanting to get you guys more involved and again like I said I don't want to make the podcast about me I really want it to be about us I want it to be about our community and what else I'm trying to think what else you guys that I have going on oh so I have an event um in addition to the one this Sunday on March 18th the tickets are $20 I'll leave that if those that information in the show notes as well but I also have a show on I'm sorry I don't have a show I'm speaking on a panel March 24th and it's the still I rise one year anniversary it's in Washington DC it is free the only thing you have to do is register via the Eventbrite and I'll be sure to leave that in the show notes too and so you guys y'all always know what I'm sending y'all I'm sending y'all positive vibes you have a blessed week and I will talk to you next week bye you guys I hope that you obtain tools and resources from the Fireflies Unite podcast to help you manage your mental health, but please do not use it as a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist or psychiatrist. Let's continue the conversation by following me on Fireflies Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.